Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Well, February is our first first month. We have been putting God first. Matthew 6, 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and his righteousness, and then all of these things will be added to you. The principle is that of first. Mm-hmm. Let's put first things first. And last week we saw, as we looked at uh, the whole of Matthew chapter 6, we saw that we need to put him first in prayer, in our giving, and even in fasting, didn't mm-hmm. we? We did. So I hope you did your homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I want to just kind of have another look at this because, wow, is there a revelation in this Matthew 6, Wayne? If you go and have a look at uh, verse 3 again, it says, oh, when you do a charitable deed or when you, when you give, it says that you should do it in secret mm. in verse 4. And then your father, who sees what you do in secret, will reward you yeah. openly. But now, if you have a look at verse uh, 6 about our prayer time, it says a similar thing there. It says, and when when you're praying, don't pray like the heathens. Pray in secret. Close the door. And it says, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So what you do in your private time, Mm -hmm. your, your giving, your praying, your fasting, you do it in secret. He rewards you openly. Have a look. The fasting one, verse 17 and 18, says, When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. And so what you do in the secret place, your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Hmm. There's always a reward. Well, I was sharing that uh, when we're talking about sowing and reaping and the farmer and how God, there is a reward. It's a principle that God's got for us. When we pray, then there is a reward that comes. Mm-hmm. When we fast, there is a reward that comes. And when we give our first fruits, there is a reward. But you know, Claire, this first fruits is so important. It's actually holy to the Lord. I want to read us or just mention a scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 26 and verse 2. You shall take some of the first of all the produce from the ground, which you shall bring from the land that the Lord your God has given you. And you'll put it in a basket and go to the place of the Lord where your God chooses to make his name abide. The principle there is that we take the first and we bring it to the house of the Lord. Leviticus 27 says, The first belongs to the Lord and is holy. We shouldn't be taking that. That belongs to God. And even Romans 11 verse 16 says, If the first is holy, then the rest is also holy. So when we bring our first fruits to God and say, Lord, this is my gift for for this year, and we bring the first, then God blesses the rest of the year. So the principle is we bring the first and we can trust God with the rest. The thought of God for for you, or question really, is it the time to be sowing and giving money when we in lockdown, people on furlough, incomes, jobs have been lost, and the economy is in a state? Is this the time to be talking about money? Surely we should just cut this and edit this out of the sermon and the service and say, no, we don't do that. We'll wait for another year when things are better. But isn't there an example, Wayne, in the Bible about Isaac? He found himself in Egypt mm. he? and there was a famine. And, a and severe famine. A very actually, bad famine. Yeah. And God said, don't leave, don't leave mm. Egypt. Don't leave a place of drought and famine, but actually sow. 
yeah. in the time of famine. Well, that's in Genesis 26, verse mm. 1. There was a severe famine. And then a couple of verses later, it's Isaac sowed in the same year, the same year mm. as famine. And he reaped a hundredfold in the same year. Mm. In fact, we should be sowing and giving all the more during the hard time so that God can release. This is a principle of first. So we say, Lord, I don't know what's happening with the rest of 21 mm -hmm. or 22, that what the future looks like. And my natural human side says, hold on. Yeah. But God says, present it to me. What's in your hand? Give it to me and I will multiply it. I'm going to bless it. The principle first. You honor me with that and I will bless mm -hmm. the rest and make sure it is all blessed. It's so important to trust God. Mm -hmm. it, when our tithes even wane, you sometimes think, oh, I'll, I'll tithe at the end if I have mm. money left over. Mm. And there never seems to be money left over. But when you decide to put in first, first yeah. somehow miraculously, God makes sure mm. there is enough at the end. So it, yeah. it's putting in first and trusting him, even when it seems like there won't be enough. That's right. You know, Claire, this whole principle of first is actually a covenant issue. Mm. Uh, Abraham, and this is in Genesis chapter 14. Uh, and he meets, uh, he's just been in battle, rescuing Lot, and then he meets Melchizedek. And Hebrews 7 tells us that this is like Jesus. Mm. Um, and he meets with Jesus, as we could say, and he then gives him a tithe of all. Now, this is before the law even was in existence. There was no law. Mm. But here, Abram is setting a principle of first. He first gives to Melchizedek, That's and Melchizedek right. in turn blesses mm -hmm. Abram. And then a couple of chapters later, in fact, very soon, it says, then after that, Karen Reed just says, after that, immediately, Abram says, but Lord, how are you going to bless me? You've just given me this blessing, this covenant of blessing. How is it going to be? And I don't know. And God then puts him to sleep and says, well, get a bull and cut it in half and lay it to the sides. And then God makes a covenant yeah. with Abram. But here's the thing I want you to notice. Abram had to chase away the, the vultures and the birds and keep it clear. But then God puts Abram to sleep. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is, when we give our first to God and God makes covenant, he puts us sometimes to sleep. Mm -hmm. Our physical human minds don't know how God's going to do it. But it is God that's going to do the miracle. Mm -hmm. And God himself makes a covenant with Abraham and says, I am going to bless you. Mm -hmm. And not just bless you, I'm going to bless you. Mm -hmm. and your descendants and every generation I'm going to bless your descendants descendants because of this so when we bring our first fruits this month we're actually engaging in a multi-generational blessing that's right and sometimes we do get a little bit frantic don't we yeah. we think I need to chase the vultures off this account this money and keep this safe and 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 thinking that we can do it in our own strength mm. to look after our own finances and our own money and God is saying if you will trust me with the with the first I have a covenant with you Jesus made covenant with us. That's right. He died so that we never oh, yes. have to be in lack. And the same principle. Jesus died. We are asleep. We can't do anything. No. There's nothing that we can do to earn salvation. It's all about Jesus, yeah. what he has been doing, the we covenant that we have rest with him. And know that if That's we right. follow these uh, instructions that he said, give first, give it to me. I'm in covenant with you. You don't have to worry how. Yeah. I will make Take sure that it, you yeah. and your family, your descendants, your children That's will right. be taken care of. So what we're suggesting with first fruits 
is you bring the gift, you've been praying and you're saying, Lord, what would you like me to give? Mm. How would you like me to contribute to the kingdom of God? You bring that and you leave the rest to God. Right. You say, I'm bringing my first, I'm bringing my best. Mm -hmm. And I say, thank you, Lord, now you take care of the rest. I put my trust in you. I can go to sleep <laughs> and I don't have to worry about it because now God's on the case. We're going to listen to that song first by uh, Lauren Diagel again. And I love that, that song first. And as we do, let's break bread. Let, let's, let's make this a covenant issue. Yeah. And yeah, I know you're doing electronic transfers. And, and guys, you can make your payments via electronic transfer to the bank details. They're on the screen now. Uh, you can even put in a check and just drop it in an envelope and put it at the church in the, the, the letterbox. And we'll check it on a daily basis and we'll deposit all those. Uh, so any mechanism that you can, uh, you're welcome to use. Mm -hmm. But let's pray about it. And don't just give money enter into a covenant mm. and say, Lord, here is my gift. I'm now entering, I trust this covenant that I'm entering into. I trust you. Mm. I'm going to go to sleep now. It's I'm a reminder, rest. isn't it, When we, we take that bread and that wine and, yeah. and you remember and you remembering in your mind, Jesus died so that I don't mm. have to strive anymore. That's right. I'm in covenant with a God who never breaks a promise. Yeah. So you take the wine and you say, Thank you for the covenant, the New Testament covenant that we have mm -hmm. because of what Jesus has done for me. And you take the bread and you break the, the bread and, and, you, and you share it with your person, whoever you're with, or even take it by yourself. And you say, thank you, Lord Jesus, that by your stripes mm -hmm. I'm healed. Healing flows through my body. We can have healing, spirit, soul, body, financially, mm -hmm. every area of our lives because of what Jesus has done for us. Psalm 126 and verse 5 says, Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Mm -hmm. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtlessly <laughs> come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Mm. Claire, I don't have to worry about this. I trust God. I've got the covenant. I've got his word on it. Mm -hmm. And he wrote this, not me. This was inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I just believe it. Thank you for that. Now, worship is an integral part of our church. We, we believe that it's one of the pillars uh, of church. And when we start to worship, it's not just singing songs. There's so much more mm -hmm. behind it. And so I've asked our worship pastor, Leone, to actually share a little bit over a couple of weeks with us what worship is all about. So without any further ado, here's Leone. today I'm going to talk to you about worship. My questions are, has worship gone? Has it disappeared because we're no longer doing corporate worship in this COVID time? Some things I've been reflecting on during this pandemic are, what direction was my worship aimed at before the pandemic? What does my worship look like now? It's been stripped back. And what was my worship life like before? And what does it look like now? Was I reliant on others to provide my worship feels? Is that even worship? And can I refocus and re-engage with worshipping God fully in this season and throughout my life? I realised that I had been propped up by other people's reactions in worship, taking the focus off God and onto me. And I realised that that's not worship at all. 
my worship of God was a bit of a show sometimes. That's challenging, hey? How many of you can see that that was the same for you? Are you tracking with me? Time to take it to God. Direct it all towards him. I also recognise that times are tough at the moment and indeed 2020 was a really, really tough year of kind of survival mode. But I want to encourage you to apply this. In Romans 12, 1 to 2, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So don't copy the behaviour and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, and you will learn to know God's will for you. This is good and pleasing and perfect. So I've come up with the word worship as an acronym. So I've got seven points, which I'm going to go over over seven weeks, and I'll just run over them now for you to hear. Um, so number one is W, we. We have to do it. No one else can offer your worship to God. Only you can offer your worship because he made you uniquely. Your worship is unique to him. So I encourage you to be authentically you. Number two is O, ownership. You have a right to worship. So seize it. Don't let the enemy steal the ground of singing. You can sing in your own home. Take every opportunity to bring him your worship. Number three is R, resolve. Be determined to worship him no matter the season of life because seasons will be good and bad and everything in between. But God remains the same yesterday, today and forever. And that is good. So number four is S, seek Seek his face. Above everything else, put him first. Make him your first in the morning, your last at night. Let him be the first thing you think about in every situation. Fix your eyes on him. Five is H. Humble yourself before him. Acknowledge that you don't have all the answers, but he does. And your posture before him really matters. And six is inspired by the Holy Spirit. He is abundantly creative. So even when you don't feel creative, just coming into his presence and saying, Lord, I am who I am and I'm here to worship you. Let him inspire you. So come as you are. And then the last one, seven, is praise. Be thankful in his presence. Enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Rant and rave about his goodness and his faithfulness towards you. And go out of your way to find gratitude towards him. So over the next seven weeks, this is what we're going to be looking at. Just little bite-sized encouragements for you to remember that you can worship God. So we have W, we. We have to do it in your all day, every day. You are the only one who can offer God your worship. So it is up to you. In your all day, every day, in your everything, in your highlights and your lowlights and everything in between. And remember, God is the same yesterday, today and forever. How good is that? What a promise. When we're inconsistent, he's completely consistent. 
By that understanding, he is always worthy of our praise, no matter what our situation. And your worship is the only way you can bless God. So don't hold back. Remember that your whole life can be worship. You can do this. Whether you're wiping bums, singing songs, apply it to your life offering to Jesus. So in 1 Peter 2, 4 to 5, it talks about us being living stones, that your body is a temple for the Holy Spirit and that we are the living stones that make up the the temple. And it says, you are coming to Christ in your worship. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for a great honour. And you, that's you and me, we are the living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the meditation of Jesus, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. That is such confirmation that we can praise and worship wherever we are because the Holy Spirit dwells in all of us. So we can offer our spiritual sacrificial worship just by living our lives well for him and in our singing and in our God-focused worship. I acknowledge that this season has surely been a challenge. It's been challenging for everybody. It's challenged our traditions and our social norms, left us feeling needing and wanting something, having an itch we can't scratch, just not quite knowing what to do next. Some of us are desperate for the old ways and some of us are pressing forward and excited for the new. But let me encourage you, don't resist this new season. Adapt so that you will grow. Leave the old and embrace the new. After all, you do have two choices. You can adapt and thrive in this season or you can refuse to adapt and miss out on what God is doing now. So, you are the living temple of God. You can worship God with every part of your life and at any time. W is for we have to do it. We are living sacrifices. So offer yourself freely to please God. And we are the living stones that make up the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, and also nobody else can do it for you. So I really hope that that was helpful. Next week, we're going to be looking at O for ownership. So I hope you look out for me next week in the service. But remember, you can worship with every part of your life. Worship isn't just singing songs. So keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. You can do this. And it's not too late to start again. So let us become the temple of the living God and worship him in our all day, every day. 